The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus entered the synagogue in the city of Capernaum on the Sabbath, and he taught them. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching? With authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his, fr his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. So last week we had the Sunday of the Word as we focused on uh, the importance and the fundamental foundation of the Scriptures in the life of the Christian. Now what we see in today's reading is, in, in essence, our response to that Word. And so what we see, the theme of the readings, if you will, is um, the conversion of our minds and our hearts, so that we have a mind and a heart uh, for Jesus, that we have a mind and a heart uh, for God. And so what we see in the first reading is more a focus at the renewal of our mind, where Moses promises, uh, God promises through Moses, another prophet like Moses, one who will instruct his people, and that this instruction will be the direct words of the Lord that will come through this new expected prophet who we know then uh, will be the incarnate Son of God, whereby the Word of God Himself will take on a human nature and He will speak directly to His people without any mediation through other prophets. And so this will be the perfection of prophecy in Christ, if you will. And so He is not like simply one of the prophets, he is the ultimate uh, Word of God in our midst. He is the Word speaking to us. And so the renewal of our mind then comes through the truth that comes to us through Christ. As we take in that truth to our mind, as our mind is transformed, as St. Paul says, we put on the mind of Christ so that we might then be renewed in our mind, that we might think according to God's thoughts. It's a wonderful mystery of what we are able to do through the mystery of Christ as he comes and fulfills this, uh, this prophecy to God's people, as he then comes amongst his people and renews their minds by means of his truth. But then also it is about, as we see in the second reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, it is also about our hearts. It's not simply an act, intellectual activity. It is also an activity of love as well. And so the emphasis that St. Paul is placing in today's second reading is the call for an undivided heart. 
that God will have an undivided love within us and that we love all things for his sake. So that, as St. Paul says, he is trying to promote good order, right? Good order within us, that God is loved above all things and all other things are loved for his sake. And so what we have is this call then to a renewal of our minds and a renewal of our hearts. And then what we see in the gospel today, which is right from the beginning of Mark's gospel, and this is the first miracle of Jesus that Mark recounts. So it's not the first miracle of Jesus in terms of his public ministry, but it is the one that Mark, St. Mark gives particular attention to, and it's for a particular reason, right? So Jesus enters the synagogue, and we know in that time the Jewish people, their worship was in a certain sense divided, not like ours, right? So they had temple worship, and they had worship in the synagogue. And the synagogue was dedicated to the Word of God, where the Word of God was understood. The temple was dedicated to sacrifice. And so sacrifice was offered in the temple. In a certain sense, what we can see is that uh, the synagogue and the temple represent also the interior of every person as well. So that there is, in a certain sense, a synagogue, a place in which the Word of God must be contemplated and understood, which represents our mind but also there must be a temple within each person, which is the heart. And it is upon the heart where sacrifice is offered to God, which is particularly the sacrifice of love. And that's what it says in scripture. It says, uh, sacrifices you have not desired, but a humble contrite heart you will not spurn. So the perfect sacrifice to God is a humble and contrite heart. And so what we are supposed to become is a living dwelling place where God is worshiped perfectly, where his word is contemplated, if you will, in the synagogue of our mind and where we love him in the temple of our hearts and where sacrifice is offered to him through our acts of love and devotion and praise and worship so that God is loved as he should be. And so what we see here is now Jesus comes into Capernaum up in Galilee and this is the particular region of the north where you had the divided kingdoms of Israel, where they had been taken into exile. And so this is particularly the place of darkness where his people sit in darkness. And now they are going to experience the wonderful light of Jesus Christ. And so what happens now is Jesus moves into Galilee, into this region of darkness for his people, and he comes with his light and he goes into the synagogue. He goes into the synagogue that he might open up his word, that he might preach to them. And so also it is a call for us who sit in darkness to open up the synagogue of our minds and have the Lord come in with his light so that his light might dawn within us. And then what happens is we see is that he has a completely new authority. He has ultimate authority. And that is what St. Mark is focusing on in these initial chapters of his gospel, which is that Jesus' Jesus's authority has no opposition. And so even when he meets the demonic, we can see it's not really a battle, right? It isn't a battle. He simply comes in and the demons give up. There's no fight. There's no big battle. Jesus doesn't have to exert much effort. He simply has to speak. He says, be quiet, come out of him. That's it. That's the end of the battle. That's the end of the war. And so what we see in Jesus is this very powerful authority unlike any creature. And that's what the people are astonished at, right? Is that this authority that Jesus operates with is the authority of God. It is ultimate authority. And so that's what they are witnessing now. That is what they are astonished at. That is what they begin to marvel at. And then what you see is after they witness this profound miracle, they begin to whisper 
about Jesus throughout the Galilean countryside. And so what happens is that the news of the light begins to spread. And so it becomes like a dawning of the gospel, if you will, that begins from this moment. This illumination that happens in the synagogue now begins to illuminate the entire Galilean countryside and will eventually spread over all of the world, right? As we've come to know the light of Christ, the wonderful mystery of the one who has come to his people, who comes to illumine our minds, who comes to sanctify our hearts so that we might have a mind that ponders the word of God and that we might have a heart that offers humble, contrite sacrifice to him every day. Amen.